0: G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and welcome to the WP Elevation podcast, episode number 24. Our feature guest this week is Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick or the WP chick as she is affectionately known. And in this episode, you're going to learn what Indiana Jones and Ikea furniture has to do with WordPress. And also we're gonna give you a very practical tip that you can start doing right away to start building your email list. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation, the world's first business accelerator program helping WordPress consultants attract better clients, work on better projects and get paid better fees. Check it out at WPElevation.com. All right, we have a slightly new format to the WP Elevation podcast, you may have realized. We have a new introduction. We're also going to introduce an elevation tip every week where we're going to give you one practical thing you can do in your business to start helping you position yourself as a premium consultant. And this week, our tip comes from our guest, Kim Doyle, who is quite um, assertive, if you like, about collecting email addresses on her website. And she gives away this great a free report on her front page, uh, the three things that are, uh, the three mistakes you're making with your WordPress website and how to fix them. And she asked for an email address. So my tip to you is this, I mean we basically have built the video user manuals and the WP Elevation business on collecting email addresses and then having conversations with those subscribers. So my tip is this, if you are not collecting email addresses start immediately just develop something you can give away for free that is that is perceived value and ask for an email address uh, in exchange and then once you have those email addresses you can start conversations with those leads and ask them what it is they want and you can start building products and services for them so start generating leads immediately and Kim will go into more detail in interview about how she does that For those of you that don't know, Kim Doyle is the WP Chick. She has positioned herself squarely as uh, the gal, the go-to gal to help you turn your WordPress website into a business. And it's really good positioning. I know I talk a lot about not talking about WordPress, but what I like about what Kim's doing is she has said, okay, if you've got a WordPress website, I can help you make that into a business because a blog is not a business. And I think it's really strong positioning. She's really clear about who she is and who she serves, and she's got a lot to teach us. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. This is Kim Doyle. G'day Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me all the way from the States, Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick. Good afternoon, Kim.
1: Well, good afternoon to you. Thanks so much for having me, Troy.
0: Pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the WP Elevation podcast. For those of you that don't know, Kim Doyle is the WP chick or the WordPress chick, and we're going to talk a lot more about that uh, throughout this interview. Um, before we get into this, Kim has very kindly sponsored uh, a course of hers, Genesis for Beginners, valued at $147. So if you're interested in Genesis at all and you want to learn how to use Genesis, stick around for details and how you can enter that competition a little bit later on in the interview. All right, Kim, before we start talking about all things WordPress. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: It was funny when I got your questions. I thought the first thing was a rock star, like literally. (laughs) And I I played piano, (laughs) but a friend and I used to draw pictures of us on stage. Um, But after that (laughs) novelty wore off, um, I wanted to do graphic design actually. Right. Well, I never studied it. I went a whole different route, but.
0: (laughs) Right. So you've actually kind of ended up not that far from what you wanted to do exactly wow awesome and when did you discover the web
1: uh beyond solitaire would be (laughs) (laughs) you know it was um probably a little bit like 2006 i had gone to a uh wealth expo in san francisco and it was like robert kiyosaki and donald trump and all those guys and they had all these these breakout sessions and somebody was talking about internet marketing and selling eBooks. And I was like, what? <laughs> just kind of blew my mind. So it was probably 2006, but I didn't start doing anything till 2008.
0: Okay. And um, that would have been a fascinating, that would have been a fascinating conference to be at, I'll bet.
1: Well, yeah, because it was the real estate wealth expo. So it was pre crash, right? And the Bay Area housing is not cheap. And so, but it was fun. I mean, to have, you know, Tony Robbins and Trump and Kiyosaki all in the same room. I mean, it was just, the energy was fun. So wow. you never know what you're gonna get from those things.
0: Do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard?
1: I do. And it was so much different. (laughs) And and you know, what's funny is is, uh, when you said when I first discovered WordPress, I hired somebody because initially when I started my business, I thought I was going to do information, just information marketing um, around a subject I hated. So who wants to do that every day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I went to, uh, I think it was Elance and I hired somebody for Google Analytics and WordPress help. Because I'm like, well, I'll make money with AdSense, right? Or AdSense help. Um, And he was great, and I just hired him for once a week. We got on and we did a session, and I asked him questions. And I specifically remember looking at the hex code and the CSS, and I was like, so if I just change this, it's going to change the color? He's like, yeah, I'm like, I got this. Which is not true, but I fell in love with it right then. Wow.
0: What what was it you think that made you want to lift the hood up and have a look at what was going on in the code and, and try and put in some different numbers and see how that affected the color in the browser? What what Are you just like naturally that inquisitive that you want to know how things work?
1: I joking, well, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm kind of an information whore. So like right. I want to get as much information, but more of it is I was frustrated because visual stuff is... Anything visually is so appealing to me, which it is. But, you know, if I go to a website and it's not attractive, I bounce, even if the content is good. I've mellowed out as I've gotten a little older. But I was just frustrated with colors and little things. You know, maybe it's a female thing, but I was like, no, this is aesthetically not working for me.
0: Right. And so wanting to be able to change that yourself rather than having to hire someone on Elance every time just to change the color of the header, for example.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was just little things. I mean, it got it that WordPress had so much less functionality in 2006. And it does now, you know, <laughs> it's like, Oh, I can publish. That's about. It. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was just really a drive to get it looking more of the way I wanted more than anything else.
0: Okay. And um, let's, let's look at, let's fast forward to today. How do you describe what you do in one sentence? When you meet someone for the first time and they say, Hey, Kim, what do you do? What's your elevator pitch? So to
1: speak. Um, a, I, I hate, I elevator pitches, so <laughs> bear with me, but cause it used to be, it's, it's completely evolved, but really it's turning your WordPress site into a business. That's what I'm really passionate yes. about because there's so much more than just content and or code or making it look good or collecting emails it, 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 a blog is not a business. So that's kind of what I'm about today
0: nice we're going to talk about this a little bit later on because you you are kind of you you've squarely positioned yourself as the WordPress chick and i was curious as to you know as to why you have positioned yourself sort of naming the technology that you use but i really like what i really like your angle here is that Take, you know, making your WordPress website a business. So you've got your WordPress website set up, but what do you do now? How do you monetize it? How do you get traffic? How do you sell product? How do you package up information into programs and, and products? So that's a really interesting bent on, on that. We're going to explore that a little bit later on when we start talking a bit more about your business. Um, okay, so what do you spend most of your time actually doing day to day? Are you in code? Are you writing plugins? Are you
1: podcasting? Oh God, no. What are you doing? <laughs> I actually have a team now. I don't program. I don't do oh. any of the... the t- I mean, I can... But with the amount of content, it's, I don't know where I went from. I think it was a podcast episode where I, I linked my first post that was like 300 words. It had no links, no images. And it was like a robot wrote it. <laughs> to You know, you fast forward today and my posts, are, it's like I'm lucky if I can get it under 1,500 words. I mean, they're, they're, the content piece of it um, is big. So most, most of my time is I do um, a lot of content because I've also just quietly sort of launched Kim Doyle. Mm -hmm. dot com. Uh Um, and, and so creating a lot of content for that, the podcasting, um, I've got other courses I'm doing and I'm doing coaching now. So I coach and most of the coaching clients have come to me. They had a similar business. Like they worked with websites, they have website clients, but they all want passive income. They need to be able to leverage their time. So, um, and I've really stepped into, and this I'm sure we'll get into when we talk more about the business side of it is measuring what's working what's working, what's not working. I have started doing some advertising and tracking it and paying attention to what's converting because that's a business. So um, I wish I could tell you I had a really good structure. I actually just hired a project manager starting next week because I still have client work. I'm always the client consult and I like seeing what is your vision, what do you wanna do with it? We have a whole process now, but I work with them on their content and marketing and that piece for wow. the most part at this point.
0: Okay, so, so, so you're pretty busy, right?
1: Yeah. I'm like, I do not want to be on my laptop until 10 o'clock at night, but I am.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling. Um, okay. Uh, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? Leverage. <laughs> Leverage.
1: I mean, if, you know, I, I'm i going to get give a bad impression here, but I joke, I'm like, well, too bad I don't do crank because then I'd get everything done. <laughs> But since I don't do drugs, we're going to have to just you know, stick with the fact that I can't clone myself either. So it's about leverage. And that whole thing about hiring help or building a team scares the hell out of people. And I did it before I could afford it. But I was like, I can't do the other stuff unless I get help. So like just now, I, I, this will be the fourth person I've got on retainer. And it's like, oh, God, here we go. But. I can't, there's no way I can manage all this right now. And I become the roadblock in client projects. I'm like, shit, I forgot to, oh, sorry. Yeah,
0: no, that's okay. You know, but it's
1: like, I forgot to email those logos or I didn't do this or, and it's, I become the mess. So I'm going to pull myself out of sort of the cog, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the moving pieces.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, hey, okay, this is really interesting because I had this conversation yesterday with some of our members uh, that, you know, how do you know when to hire? When is when is When is the right time? to put somebody on. How do you make that decision?
1: Because for me, it's the time thing, right? And I'm a single parent. So it was, I was like, there is no way that I can continue at this pace. And I I realized I felt like I created a job for myself, Mm. which was not why I did this. You know, I joke like, I like floating in the pool during the summer. I like taking naps once in a while. And and I don't have time for any of that right now, which is okay, because now I'm going to another level. But I, I think you have to look at it and say, Okay, well, if I could charge this and I could have this much work done for this, I can still make money, but it frees up X amount of time. So, And I actually have a coaching client that said that to me. She goes, well, now that I have help, because she's got to pay for the help, she said, I got to get my course out there. Because yeah. now I have more time to work on the course. So you yeah. have to, it's that whole Indiana Jones stepping off when you, see, you don't see the path, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a great analogy, isn't it? Indiana Jones stepping off when you don't see the path. I'm just going to make a note of that because I'm going to look that up and put it in the show notes. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Tim Ferriss, I read in Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour uh, Workweek book, he said, if you can hire someone to do something at a, at a lower hourly rate than you would charge, then you should do it. And I kind of thought, okay, that's fair enough. So, you know, if I can pay someone, you know, $20 or $25 an hour to do something and, you know, I'm at that time maybe charging myself out at $50 an hour, I'm thinking, okay, well that makes sense. But what I what I what I realized in doing that is if you're paying someone whatever it is an hour to do a job and that gives you that hour back, if you can generate more revenue in that hour than you're paying them, then it actually makes sense. It's profitable. Exactly.
1: It's not just removing you and giving you more time. It's actually profitable. It really is. And the thing is, you know, I went, because for the longest time, I'll tell you, my biggest roadblock with WordPress for me was I'm not a coder. I'm not a programmer. I'm totally self-taught. I fell in love with, with StudioPress pre-Genesis. I, I loved That's all I use is Genesis. But the whole thing is. I kept saying, "Well, who am I to teach this?" But they're not my audience. Coders and programmers are not my audience, and where I shine is the teaching and the training and the connecting and and that piece of it. So I was like, "Well, this is stupid." And then I've also had people say, "Well, you're outsourcing," and because I these people have worked with me now for three years, though, Mm. right? And Mm. for a while, then I had a virtual assistant that was a stay-at-home mom. So if Mm. I didn't outsource to them, Mm. then I wouldn't be able to afford her. So Mm. it's it's a give and take, and you just got to be willing to to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love the fact also that you've realized who your audience are so that, you know, and because we do, we, we all do have that voice of self doubt that, you know, who am I to teach this? And of course, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, no one's about to teach Matt Mullenweg how to design a theme in WordPress, right? So you got to pick your audience and know that no matter where you are in your journey, there are a whole bunch of other people that don't know what you know, and you can help them and shorten their learning curve. And that's valuable. And they'll probably pay you for that.
1: I, that was the biggest thing. Cause with the podcast, and we'll talk about that, but I have people, I don't have SpeakPipe up right now, leaving me voicemails saying, thank you for sharing your journey. Mm. And once I realized that piece was was such a huge part of it too, and you know, the whole defining your audience, a lot of people don't want to spend the time to do that because <laughs> it doesn't feel like work, right? It's right. like, oh, this is airy-fairy. I got to make an avatar. What is this all about? I did that and I dove into it and it completely shifted my mindset because i'm writing for that person and then when i went and launched the other brand i actually strategized like wordpress chick i I fell in love with wordpress and it was a good name and that was that was my strategy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i grabbed the domain Um, which WordPress kindly said, you can't use WordPress in the URL. So I became the WP chick a couple of years later, Um, but I had no strategy to it. And so the other site, I'm like, I I fully took time. I hired someone to help me with naming things and I had to go through like a 35 page PDF and six audios to come up with who is my audience? What am I offering? You know, what do I need help? I I mean, I did brain dumps of words and all that stuff, but it's done. And I've got this brilliant platform to run with now. So tell me...
0: This is one of my favourite topics of conversation and i got to warn everyone, this is not in the script or the questions, I had no idea we were going to talk about this, but you've brought this up and this okay. is one of my absolute favourite topics is, I, I also realise the benefit and I've seen how the the revolutionary change it has made to my business and my approach to being an entrepreneur by clearly defining who my audience is. Mm-hmm. Why Why do you think most people don't do the work? Because... Everyone I've spoken to that actually does this work and creates an avatar of who their ideal client is, sees the benefit of it. It's like, they say it's like adding rocket fuel to the business. It -hmm. makes every other decision in the business really easy to make. It makes blogging really easy, writing emails or creating content because you know exactly who it is you're communicating to and who you're making content for. So why do you think a lot of people resist going through this exercise?
1: Fear. I I think that not so much afraid to tangibly physically do the work, but it's like, oh, God. Am I alienating somebody or, well, if I start writing for this person, then this person's not going to want to buy from me or connect with me and engage with me. And it's, it's simply a, a starting point, right? And I mean, I mean my avatar is a female, but I have tons of guys that are my customers and my audience and stuff. But, well, you know, unless my avatar is going to be a couple... <laughs> You know, it's like, you have to start somewhere. And so I think it's a fear of of really pigeonholing yourself too, and saying, well, this is all I'm going to do my brand, everything I've done has evolved over time. But having that clarity makes it so much easier to write. Yeah. And you know, and the other thing too, is, again, I think it's one of those things that doesn't feel like work, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, this is just, you know, the esoteric sort of intangible, I can't touch this, what's it going to do for my business? And it's like, it's gonna do a whole hell of a lot if you take the time to do it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like sitting down and working out the values if you if you're in like a big team, working out what the values are of the core values of the business. A lot of people kind of poo-poo that idea and say, oh, that's just, you know, arty farty hippie stuff that doesn't actually mean anything. Um I was talking to Collis Taid from Invado and he said they got to a certain point in their business where they were so big that they felt like they actually needed to sit down as a team and work out what their values were to make sure they were all on the same page and all playing the same game. And he said that made a huge difference to the culture of of that team, and I think think you're right. A lot of people do, they do dismiss this as not actually being valuable for the business. But I'm so glad that you went through the exercise. I'm so glad that you've seen the benefits because I'm I'm sorry that I'm not the only one saying this is definitely worth doing, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, I think all of those exercises are, and I don't mean to go too sideways from the interview, but, you know, I went to this mastermind last week and we did this exercise called Wealth Dynamics. It's a report. So we all did this Wealth Dynamics and it tells you your, your, it gives you a profile, right? The three things you're good at. And then it breaks it. It's like a 30 page report you get. And it says, this is what you're good at. Mine was a star (laughs) because I like to be honest. Look at me, right? (laughs) Which is why the podcast, I'm having so much fun with it. But, and then the stuff that you hate doing, and it it clearly explained to me, I was, and from that point, I made that decision last Tuesday. I'm like, that's it. When I get back, I'm hiring a project manager because yeah. this is not the best use of my time. And so then you take those things and you say, well, where can I scale this in my business? Oh, that's why this does well. That's why I hate doing this, right? All of those things you have to take the time to do. And yeah. they're actually fun when you're doing it with a group or friends. I mean, we were all together bouncing ideas off. It was great.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, fear of missing out. I've written in the show notes there. I think it's the perpetual <laughs> entrepreneurs uh, challenge, isn't it? The fear of missing out. There's always a There's better a- party happening somewhere else, isn't there? You know,
1: totally. Have you heard the FOMO kind of like YOLO? I, yeah. somebody wrote that. I'm all yeah. FOMO. What the yeah. hell is that? Yep. Fear of missing out. I'm
0: putting that in the show notes. Um, <laughs> what do you do when you're not working?
1: <laughs> I'm all, I'm kind of always working, but you know, it's normal stuff, family stuff, you know, I, I I read incessantly. I was in the book industry for 10 years, but, right. you know, work out, hang out with the kids, family, friends. It just, it just depends. And I think other people, you know, entrepreneurs you need to know that there will be times you're super motivated and pumped about your business and your other times it's like, I just don't really want to go to the desk today. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and then I find those days when I'm like that, I'm like, just chill. And I'll go to a movie, I'll go shopping and have lunch with a friend. I'll just check out. And then I feel totally good the next day. Yeah. So really normal stuff i've really gotten into traveling <clears throat> went to scotland last fall i'm dying to get to australia <laughs>
0: oh cool you gotta so, come out
1: yeah i've got a few other friends that i've connected with doing this so i'm like i have friends all over the world because of this business It's yeah. great
0: <laughs> it's kind of cool isn't it do you do you ever feel guilty like just ducking out for a sort of an hour and a half lunch with a friend in the middle of a weekday rather than kind of sticking your nose to the screen and
1: no <laughs> i did i did i jokingly call myself the recovering catholic so the guilt is always (laughs) there (laughs) um no because really you know and i used to have to justify it well i work late sometimes and i go out and it's like no this is why i do this so if i mean i did that with a friend i've got good friends in the area from high school right kindergarten and so it's like no we had coffee let's go shopping i'm like okay let's go i didn't have any calls i'm like nothing is pressing go do this
0: yeah Awesome. I used to
1: feel guilty though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's good for the soul too. I think um, uh, anyone who's, I've got a lot of creative friends and we always talk about creativity is like, um, it, like output. You're always putting out, you're always producing, you're always creating, you're always giving. And occasionally you kind of have to go fishing to restock the ice chest so that you've got something to then put out. And I So that is
1: brilliant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The shopping with your friends and having a long lunch every now and then and all that kind of stuff is, you know, going and seeing theater or live music or galleries, whatever you're doing is about restocking the ice chest so that you can stay inspired and stay motivated to then keep creating.
1: Well, it is. And from that, like I tell my, my coaching clients now, because whatever, what always happens with people that have web clients, they don't work on their own sites, right? They don't create their own content. And I'm like, if you start shifting the way you look at stuff, everything's a blog post. Like I had a leak yeah. in my pool last summer. After paying someone to find it, I dug the hole in the grass because <laughs> I was like, I'm not paying you $500 to dig a hole. So I equated that to getting to the root of the problem and creating how that works in business. It's like everything's a blog post. Yep. Don't get stuck for ideas. Just share your journey and what's working yep. and what's not working.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um on your about page, you on the about us page on the WP Chick website, like a lot of people in the open source WordPress space, you're quite open about your personal journey and the, some of the trials and tribulations that you've been through. And a couple of things that stood out that I'd, that I'd really love to touch on. One of them is that you mentioned that you still see the therapist you found after losing <laughs> your husband and you say it's the best money you've ever spent on yourself.
1: Absolutely. Hands down. And <laughs> my friends totally call me. What about Bob. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's so beyond that now. And she even moved away from the Bay area. So like I drive three hours to go spend, I mean, I spend a few hours with her, Uh, but she's really become a life mentor and she was, she's an entrepreneur. So she's shared some of her journey, but really it's, I mean, you look at why do you think Brene Brown is this internet phenomenon, right? Because everybody has this, am I good enough? They always do that. And so I really started. She moved away in 2005 and I started my business um, in 2008. And so it was stepping into this. I needed that guidance and that direction of getting over. Am I good enough? Who's going to listen to me? Who wants to, you know, all charging what you're worth? Mm. And she helped me. And this was a great exercise. She's like, All right, what are you charging now? And you just give a rate. Say it's 50 bucks an hour. She said, What about 75? Yeah, I can do that. How about 85? Just a stretch so that. You believe it when it comes out of your mouth, and the client's gonna believe it, right? So she helped me with so much of that, um, but absolutely because I, I called her before going down to this mastermind last week because I was the only female ATV Baja racing in Mexico, which was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my arm was gonna fall off the next day, um, <laughs> and then I went to Traffic and Conversion Summit, which is so outside of the WordPress realm, right? Yeah, and yeah. just blew my mind with a lot of stuff. But I left a couple days into it. The summit because i was freaking my brain i'm like i can't handle any more information um so i just i talked to her and it's she reminds me just relax and it's okay it just it really is when i stay in alignment with myself mm. my business flows <clears throat> the yeah. right client and i know it sounds totally esoteric but the right clients show up it's being willing to fire a client yep. and know that you have that right all those things because you know i was raised work hard work hard. It's like, well, you can work smart too. And my parents are wonderful, but you know, there's a better way to do stuff. And I don't owe somebody something just because they're a client.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds to me like the, the investing in your mental health is really important for your overall confidence in the way that you present in the business.
1: Absolutely. It's in the way I present my business as, as well as the content that I create now, Mm. right? It was really, And I know we're going to talk about the podcast, but it was just learning to trust myself enough that, and and forget it, forget all the rules, forget all the copy rules, anything. And just stepping into that because it would be maybe one blog post, right? Or one product and you do it and you get this, this feedback and it's like, mm. oh, that was kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so she it really is, she really instilled the trust in me as well as she's kind of an accountability partner. Like, I'll tell her I want to do something. She's like, will you do this by this date? And if I tell her yes, it's going to get done. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. It it is absolutely the best money I've spent on myself.
0: That's great. It's something that the reason I I, I wanted to talk about is because when I saw it on your about page, you know, these are, these are some of the conversations that we never get to have as entrepreneurs. And I actually think keeping your head in check and keeping your head right is, is really important. Um, I spoke with Corey Miller about this on his interview at length that he and his, he and his wife regularly go and see a therapist just to basically tune up and give their, give their kind of heads a service, if you like, like kind of keeping the car well tuned. Um, absolutely. so when, when people are really open about this, I like to take the opportunity to talk about it. Cause I think it's, I think it's important that we continue to have these conversations. So thank you for being so open and sharing that, sharing that journey with us.
1: No, you're absolutely, you're welcome.
0: Um, one of the other things you talk about, which actually I've forgotten to put in the questions <laughs> here, but you have like, you have a cartoon voice that you talk about. <laughs>
1: I'm not going oh to put God. you on the
0: spot, but I'm dying to hear that one day. Oh,
1: I don't care. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, like, right? When in Rome.
0: <laughs> when in Rome. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Right? Okay.
1: Okay, <laughs> Charles, ride the horse in the saddle.
0: Oh my god, that is fantastic! It's like you've just inhaled some helium.
1: I know, it's crazy. And then I started do like I tweaked it for the dog, and I, I, literally, my nieces and nephews are like, Auntie Kim, Auntie Kim." I'm like, I'm fine, aren't
0: I? Oh my god, I'm just—I just want to tell everyone there is no. I'm not putting any effects on Kim's voice here. Like this I is was lot. Just me. Oh my god, this is just lot. This is insane. Hey, when did you discover that you had this cartoon
1: voice? I wish I could tell you. It was I just. I honestly don't know. It was probably high school, college-ish. Wow. You know, I've got a very silly side, which is part of why everything I do personally, I'm like, I just got to be me, right? Yeah. I'm like, I love speaking, but you're never going to see me up on stage with Jimmy Choo's on. I would way rather be in flip-flops and a pair of jeans. Right. And, you know, so I'm like, I just got to be myself. And it's just... Who doesn't like to make other people laugh? Right. And yeah. so, and it was just something I started, and <laughs> I can always kind of get what I wanted with it. it just, it's just silly, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, that's my fantastic. kids love it. They're like, I never get tired of it. And they're like 16 and 13. So, wow.
0: That's God. Well, thanks for being such a good sport because I didn't actually put that in the, uh, in the interview questions and I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, I forgot to ask about the cartoon question. I thought I'd just bring it on you. Um, speaking of fun, the other thing that you say consistently on, on your website is that if it's not fun, you're not doing it. Yeah. So when did you make that part of your personal mantra and, and why?
1: Uh, it was actually a Skype conversation with a friend and I just freaking started ranting. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done with it. Cause I didn't start a business to create a job for myself. Mm. And <clears throat> you know, on the new side, like what hit me a, like a ton of bricks was, what is that thing that makes you feel like a kid on Christmas morning? That's what you need to do. Right. And I know we can't stay in that excited state 24 seven. That's just, again, yeah. I don't do cranks, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but truly it's like, I love, when I feel juiced about stuff, I I can nail out content. I can get so much accomplished. And so, you know, it's really, I, I just hit a point that if I don't feel a vibe with a client, it's like, I don't think this is going to work, you know, or stepping into coaching. I mean, that was such a hard thing because it was, oh, it just felt so internet marketing. And, and I, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, but people want to work with me. And when people tell you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just put it out there. But at the same time, working with somebody who just wants to talk to me every week, isn't really fun for me, I wanna see you progress. So that mantra completely came out of, of the Skype call when I was frustrated, because I don't like doing niggly tasks, and I just, you, the cartoon voice, I've got a silly side to me, and I need to keep play in my life, Yeah, like my responsibility in my life is to keep joy, first and foremost, and I don't mean fun all the time, yeah. but when I feel good, everything flows.
0: Yeah. So I'm like,
1: screw it. it's not fun, I'm not doing it.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. Um, My fiance has this saying, fun, fun, number one. That's kind of her her mantra. (laughs) Yeah.
1: However that looks. And you know, it's like, I have a good friend of mine from high school who won Wipeout. Have you ever seen the TV show?
0: Yeah, right. (laughs)
1: Like three years ago, same age, mom. And I was like, Debbie, you are such a blast. Not something I could ever do, but. (laughs) I was like, good for you. She just does what inspires her. I love it. I wow. love that.
0: <laughs> That's cool. All right, let's talk about your brand, and the WordPress chick, and, um, and, and the content that you produce because you do produce quite a bit of content. Um, so we've spoken about WordPress chick that you've kind of fell in love with WordPress. So why did you decide to brand yourself as the WordPress chick? And did you kind of have any... Uh, were you kind of second-guessing yourself when you did that? Did you think, well... You know, is this the best thing to do? Do people know what WordPress is? Am my audience gonna understand this? How did that how did that decision happen? Or was it just pretty it kind was of? Organic? Ignorance
1: is blick. <laughs> it I mean it was totally one of those, you know, like I, I loved WordPress. And you know, when you're getting I, I think everyone they're getting started online, you go through buying like every domain name under the sun because you're it's brilliant ideas, right? Yeah. And I just I love the name. And, and I really didn't know what I was going to do with it. I, I swear to God. Have you ever read the war of art by Stephen Pressfield? No, but I must right? Yeah. Or turning pro is one of his too. And it's literally showing up and doing the work every day. Right. And so the WordPress chick just came about because I thought this is a brilliant way for people to develop an online business, whatever that content is. Um, and it's fun. And, and I used to say that, you know, if you can build Ikea furniture, you can handle WordPress. (laughs) (laughs) Not that the furniture withstands itself, but to follow those directions sometimes, it's like, really? (laughs) So that's really, it was just, I got lucky. I I wish, or maybe it was divine order. Who knows?
0: Okay, cool. If you can build Ikea furniture, you can handle (laughs) WordPress. I think that's going to be the title of this post. (laughs) Excellent. Um, Okay, So, so... the other thing about your website is you advertise your prices and your website packages on your website. Were you ever
1: nervous about doing that? I was, and I didn't. I've gone back and forth multiple times. Um, do you, and Do you test the prices? I should be. Talking about traffic and conversion, right? Yeah. I, I really should be. Um, but it, it's something that I just knew I have too much going on and things that i want to do that i can't work for less than this right and and the amount of work even with the team because now i have expenses to cover before i look at any profit with that and i'm always involved with the client i don't mean that i'm hands off um and you know so with that it was kind of it was a coach that i had had for for a very short time but she was like no more no more cafeteria style yeah and i was like okay because that just becomes too much back and forth too much back and forth and if someone says i don't need this can we do in the middle of these i'm like that's fine right and i do it but i was very nervous about it at first so afraid it would turn away at the same time the longer you do something more confident you get at it and mm. it's just i want to work with people that see the value in what i bring to the table that's
0: this i just uh, seriously i uh, this the show notes of this post are going to be so long because there is just so many little quotes that you keep saying that are just gold. (laughs) Like the longer you you keep doing something, the more confident you get. That is so true. And it's just taking, it's just doing it for the first time and then getting a little bit of feedback, doing it again, more feedback, do it again. And that feedback loop is actually what keeps fueling your confidence to keep doing it until eventually someone says, oh, so you've got a podcast and you're like, Oh yeah, actually I do. And I've, I'm like 25 or 30 episodes in and yeah, we're having a great fun. But you kind of mm-hmm. forget that you came from this place where it was so overwhelming and you the fear that you have to overcome just to take the first step to get that feedback. It's, it's an awesome little quote.
1: Well, thanks. You know, the other thing is that people need to remember, I think I had done a post once, I'm like, just because you build it doesn't mean they're going to come, <laughs> right? <laughs> so start writing, start putting it out there. And it takes a while for any of the trolls to show up. So I was like, as soon as I started getting some snarky comments, I was like, ooh, look who's getting bigger because yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. like me. I was like, it's just part of life, you know? And, yeah. and so, and again, with with age comes a wisdom, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but it's like there are way more lovers and haters out there. Yeah. I think.
0: Absolutely. Um when did you decide to start? Let's talk about the podcast. When did you decide to start podcasting and what was the what was the strategy behind that?
1: Um, You know, for me, the podcast, because I was kind of getting tired, I create, I do, I think I create a lot of content. I haven't done a video in a while on the site, because of the podcast probably but I just sort of felt like, I don't want to just be this, how to do this and how to do that. There's a lot more to my business that I wanted to share. And I had been listening to podcasts for a few years um, and Pat Flynn, just adore the guy. Mm. It was just, it's like, he can't produce content quick enough for me. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, you know what? I, I just, I want to do this. I felt it was actually kind of an urging and, and this, this gut feeling that there's something to podcasting and it's a great opportunity. And I, I wanted to start like in September of 2012. I, I didn't start till January of last year. Um, and was floored cause I was like, what am I going to talk about? Right. And so I started and I, I tried to look at a format with, am I going to do um, a WordPress tip a week or whatever? And I just let it organically go. I do like doing an interview and then maybe a solo show in an interview. Um, but the feedback I get when I share the struggles and the triumphs and what I've learned, that blows me away. People, it resonates with people. Mm. So I'm like, all of a sudden people want my opinion. I'm like, better be careful you ask for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat Flynn is amazing, isn't he? I, I've only kind of discovered him recently. Some of our members have put me onto him. And, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I look at that guy and his output and what he produces, and it is just mind-blowing. I swear there must be four of him running around doing that stuff because his content production is just – it's, it's amazing. Um, and I, I, I think the, the podcasting thing, uh, he's really nailed – you know, not only podcasting, but teaching others the format and, and how to podcast and the, all mm-hmm. those frameworks and systems he's got set up. It's really inspiring stuff, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. And like, I left him a review and I'd said the content's great, blah, blah, blah. I said, but Pat is just a quality human being. Mm. Like anybody who's going to sing the tune to Mario Brothers, like out of his mouth before a <laughs> podcast, I'm like, that's fine, right? And he's, he's not afraid to be himself. He's so genuine that that's what drove me to just do my own thing truly. Yeah. He was a huge inspiration.
0: Yeah. Uh, check it out smartpassiveincome.com. I'll leave that in the show notes, Pat Flynn, you're a legend and I'm going to get you on the podcast eventually. Um Ditto.
1: I'm going to get him on mine too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How do you manage your time producing all of your content?
1: You know what I found and this was this was something that I worked with with my therapist cuz I was fe- feeling frustrated like I wasn't this was a few years ago. I wasn't getting to my stuff and anybody who does this gets what I mean, but So I found that I had to really set a clear guideline that I don't work on anybody else's anything till at least noon. Because my brain, the creative part, the flowing, like I can knock out posts and podcasts and videos the first part of the day way easier than in the end of the day. It's just when I'm more inspired. So I I do make sure, and there are times where I'm like, I'll have client calls or, or stuff going on, but really... I don't do work on other sites or projects. I work on my stuff the first part of the day. And I wish I had a better system for this, again, which is why I hired a project manager. Sure.
0: Wow, that's that's an interesting um, kind of line to draw in the sand. That's it. In the morning, I'm working on producing my content and client stuff can wait till the afternoon. Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of creatives are more inspired and clear thinking and more motivated first thing in the morning. Were you nervous about making that decision, about saying, well, I'm going to put client work in the back half of the day.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. I was like, especially the email stuff. Cause email is like a rabbit hole, right? You yeah. start <laughs> responding and it's just like, Oh, I'm done. There it goes today. And, and so it, it's like, it's those baby steps and it's like, okay, well I'm going to leave this till 11 o'clock right and then you realize the sky didn't fall down and nobody hates (laughs) you and i'm not getting you know warning letters or whatever so soon it's just baby stepping into all those things but it was with my therapist she said can you commit to me that you're not going to do this and it was like the first time i did that i'm like it didn't last a week (laughs) Mm. but then it was a lot of it came from my mantra of if it's not fun i'm not doing it and so you know because it just requires a different part of your brain to create content and create uh products and all of that stuff than it does to install plugins and and format for somebody else or do that kind of stuff, you know? So it, it just, and once I realized it worked and nobody hated me, I was like, okay, here we go. Mm.
0: Awesome. Um, once you realize nobody hated you because, because most of the time nobody's paying that much attention, are they? I mean, (laughs) It's so true. It's like, I've had this conversation before. Oh, you know, if I write this blog post, what if I get all this hate mail? What if actually, if you get a comment, that's a great thing, but I promise you, no one's probably going to pay
1: any attention. Um, because everybody's thinking about themselves. Correct.
0: That's right. Uh, there's this, there's this great, um, uh, there's this great comedian that once said, most people spend most of their life kind of living in the Hollywood movie version of their life that they wish they were living behind their eyelids. Right. So, So anytime they have to engage their brain, that's why people don't don't like change and they don't like learning new things because it takes them away from being Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie and they have to actually devote their brain power to learning something new where the reality is they just want to get back to kind of being Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie in the (laughs) Hollywood movie version of their life. Uh, um, This is a compliment. You're quite aggressive in asking for email addresses on your site and I love... The free report offer that you have on your homepage, by the way. I think it's fantastic. It's called Three Things You, Three Things, uh, uh,
1: Three Biggest Mistakes You're three Making. Three
0: Biggest Mistakes You're Making with Your WordPress website and How to Fix Them. It's awesome. I love it. Thank so, you. did you, again, similar kind of thread of conversation here, did you have to overcome any kind of self doubt before you started putting those opt in boxes up and asking people to subscribe to your newsletter?
1: Tons. And my list grew like a snail's pace for the first few years. And it's funny because I I decided, I was sending out a newsletter yesterday, I decided I'm doing a webinar next week because it makes me crazy that, and and maybe it's a perception, which I think all of this is, right? But it's like, am I being slimy by getting their name and email? I I, I tested on Facebook like a week or two ago. I made a little graphic and I said, to pop or not to pop? Like, what do you think about pop-ups, right? Everybody hates them, yet they work. So, I'm not sure <laughs> what with the million dollar question is that, but truly, I was testing Facebook engagement is what I was doing with it. but so for for a while, I didn't want to do that, and I'm like this is stupid because again, a blog is not a business. And you know, nobody would go open a brick and mortar store and just sit and wait That's right. <laughs> Yet it happens mm. online all the time. and it's like there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not putting a gun to anyone's head saying, mm. "Get my sign up." Mm. But the thing is, it's also about relationship building. I've come to a place where I feel confident enough that I provide value Mm -hmm. and I provide enough free content Mm -hmm. that they know that I want to build a relationship too. And so, you know, it's interesting when I went to this, this seminar last week, the, the money that some of these people are doing is incomprehensible. And I get that that doesn't drive everybody because I personally need to enjoy what I do every day. I can't do something just because it's going to make money. However, I'm gonna just as an example. I tested something last fall that was a fifty dollar investment in ad spend that netted me within four days five hundred dollars in a one to one strategy session. I I got on the Skype, we recorded it, we went through their business that then netted me eight thousand dollars in coaching. Wow! So don't tell me somebody else with a business is not interested in scaling their business. And I can't do that if I don't have an email address. Uh... And so it is about testing. And it's you're. It's not wrong to engage with your audience. It's not wrong to give them an opportunity to stay in. And I did for the longest time. I really, really did. And then I'm in the mastermind with this, these people and it's all on Facebook advertising. And the friend of mine, I've got an interview with him. I'll have to say, it's probably gonna go live on Monday. And he started the same time that I did and Literally went into six figures that his first year in business and is now doing six figures a month. Wow! And I'm not saying that to be, because I totally get that money is not the end all be all. Sure. But we all have bills to pay, right? Yeah. And for me, I do need to write about stuff that gets me excited. And I like to share that. And I asked my list one time, would you guys want to hear from me more often? They're like, yes, please. Mm. <laughs> because they know that I'm here to build a relationship with them. And so it's finding that fine line between communicating authentically as yourself. And I know that word is very overused, but it is what it is. Um, but you have to ask for the email, you have to be willing to ask for the sale, all of those things. And so that's sort of like, I feel like I've, I've kind of grown up <laughs> in my business.
0: I could not agree with you more. Um, you know, we've built, we've built video user manuals and WP Elevation basically on asking for email addresses. We collect about 40 to 50 email addresses a day from our video user manuals website. And that is predominantly all through popovers. Um, when I first started seeing Brilliant. when I first started seeing popovers, I hated them. I thought they were so annoying, and then I found myself signing up for them, like you know on websites that I really liked and websites that I wanted to hear more from and we started using them our, our, we didn 't have a list, we started using them, and our list just exploded literally in the first couple of weeks and you know I, I could not agree with you more if 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 you are adding value, you are communicating authentically and building relationships and actually helping people and trying to work out. Trying to attract your tribe, there's no absolutely no harm in asking for an email address and putting it in someone's face and saying, hey, I've got some free stuff, sign up and I'll give you the free stuff. Uh, and if, and then when you email people, they do unsubscribe because they're not, no longer interested in what it is you're doing. And that's great. Right. I love it when people unsubscribe because-
1: <laughs> I don't want to pay for your email address. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Your email address is costing me storage. And if I'm not giving you value anymore, then I'm happy for you to go on your way. Uh, wh- so why is it, why do you think- I've been. I mean, I've talk, I've met some, you know, met some people in the WordPress space who are doing really well at Pressnomics, and some of these people were saying that they don't have an audience, they don't have a list. Like they don't. They're not. They're not building an email list. Why do you think people are so reluctant to put those forms in front of people's faces and say, "Hey, give me your email address and I'll send you some free stuff"?
1: I think it goes back to what we talked about before. They're afraid, and if you know, I don't care what you do online, but if your goal is to sell something, you're doing internet marketing. And I think internet marketing <laughs> has gotten such a slimy, twisted, you know, I, I did a, po- a post, um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and it was scam shmam, why yeah. be a hater? Because I, I'd shared my friend who who's doing this Facebook stuff. I shared his webinar and somebody said, oh, everyone says it's scam. And I said, I know this guy. We have spent time together. He is one of the kindest human beings I know just because it's out of your comfort zone doesn't mean it's a scam. So I think people are afraid to do that because they're afraid. It's like we went so far on this moving the free line, right? Yeah. Doing this whole push of value and content. That's fine, but it's friggin' business. Yeah. I mean, look at, okay, take Studio Price, Genesis. Mm. Are they giving things away every day? Mm. No, they create kick-ass themes. People spend money to buy them. Mm. So, you know, and, it, it just, it's really weird to me that there's such this idea that by asking for an email address, it's wrong or it's icky. And it's, I think most of it though, it's like you were saying, it's fear. It's outside of someone's comfort zone. But if you start talking to people, I mean, I always tell people like I've got a coaching client and I said, she's changing her opt-in offer. And she said, what should I do? And I said, well, solve one specific pain point. I said, why don't you ask people what mm. they want? <laughs> mm-hmm. When I did the three biggest mistakes, I had another report. I emailed my list, 95%, hands down, three biggest mistakes. Yeah. And I'm going to be changing it again yep. to focus on more of where I'm at, which is list building and conversion and how to implement that into your WordPress site. Yeah. So I think it's just people are afraid, but you know, you hit that three-year point point, you're like, my income is here. Yep. <laughs> it's just staying <laughs> <laughs> yep. here. It's like, I need people who are interested in what I do to be able to. I need to be able to offer them. You're not making them do anything.
0: Mm, yeah, exactly. Great Did advice. I answer your question. <laughs> it does. It very. It does. It does. And, and incidentally, I'm interviewing Brian Clark in about an hour and a half from now uh, oh, on the podcast, which I'm very much looking forward to. So I'll be asking him some of these similar questions. If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing in your business right now, what would it be?
1: Leverage. It, it's, I know it keeps it's a broken record, but you know the biggest things that have affected my business are when I create products or courses or content and put myself out there more yep. because I'm launching this other brand and I want to do an additional podcast because I could podcast five days a week. I have yep. that much fun with it. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of time involved. So it's, it's really figuring that out. And I also am realistic that yeah, I've got somebody else coming on board, but it's going to take a few weeks for us mm. to get a system and a structure. So um, it, it's really leverage. So that I can keep stepping into these scary unknowns, advertising on Facebook, you know, what am I going to push this limit? Am I testing these pages? Those are the things that I'm having fun with. So I have to have more time.
0: Excellent. That's great. Um, I love leverage. I'm a huge fan. (laughs) And it is scary, (laughs) but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. All right. Let's elevate. So this is, for those of you that don't know, WP Elevation is the world's first business accelerator program specifically for WordPress consultants. And this is our elevation round where I'm going to ask Kim a, a series of quick questions and you just give me some quick answers off the top of your head. Yeah? Okay. Cool. What's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know?
1: That if you don't believe you're worth charging your hourly rate, neither will your clients or your rates. Period.
0: <laughs> that's great. What's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Podcast. Yeah, oh, I'm hearing that. So <laughs> I'm so I'm hearing that all the time. How do you stop competing on price?
1: Choice. You choose not to. It, oh, it's nobody wants to hear it, but make a choice. I'm not going to do it.
0: Right. Nice. It all comes
1: down to choice. I like it. Any See, tips 10 on years writing of therapy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your therapist is worth her weight in gold. Yes, um, yes. Any tips on writing better proposals?
1: You know what? I've used different systems for that. And at the end of the day, clean and clear. I had a friend teach me this, you know, clear is better than clever. Don't don't try to use, you know, uh industry speak. M- make it clear for your customers so that they know what they're getting. I've gone into Word docs and then into different systems, and I went back to a Word doc because that's what the clients like. Mm. Works for me.
0: Nice. Uh, favorite tool for CRM?
1: I'm actually moving back to Infusionsoft.
0: Ah, right. We're about to push that button too.
1: Yep. Because I was with Infusionsoft and I'm like, I'm not using this. To, went back to AWeber. I'm a huge fan of lead pages. They just released lead links mm-hmm. that AWeber is not going to allow. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's it. Because, and my, the, the project manager that I just hired is great with this because I understand the, the point of a funnel. And it's that's what infusionsoft is built to do Mm. so it's like okay that's another financial here we go
0: (laughs) yeah it is an investment isn't it it's a it's a we're about to push that button too and it's a big investment and um and uh so you use lead player just off track for a second you use lead player Mm -hmm. which is part of lead pages which allows it's a video player that allows you to put like put an opt-in in in the middle of the video so the video stops there's an Mm -hmm. opt-in or you can just skip that and the video continues i love it it's really good i'm going to put that in the show notes uh, I took lead pages for a spin a while back and kind of couldn't get my head around it, uh, but I'm seeing it used more and more now. Lead pages and lead player, and that's a, they're WordPress plugins, right?
1: Uh, lead page, lead player is, right. and you know it's funny because I self-hosted all my videos for a long time, yep. and then I'm like, I'm b- dropping the ball here. So I don't know. My YouTube channel has maybe 50,000 views, but mm-hmm. they're WordPress tutorials, mm-hmm. and I've never done YouTube marketing. Mm. So it was when I said. I'll ri- run the risk of YouTube shutting me down, right? Because that's always been the mentality. Well, it's not yours. I'm like, I don't care. I've got all the, the videos. Mm. If I have to go back to Easy Video Player, I will. But with Lead Pages, what I love about it is there's a plugin to link it if you don't have FTP access. So yeah. I'm using the plugin because I'm with Flip Flywheel and they've got some more security things. But yep. um, you can go in there now and you can sort the pages, the templates by conversions. So you can say, I want a webinar page template. And so again, it, you know, and trust me as someone who is very right brain, I don't want to do this metric stuff, but the bottom line is it works. Mm. You know, that little funnel I gave you the $50 investment. I'm like, okay, there's something to this. Mm. So with lead pages and truly it's, I like optimized press too, but lead pages way easier, Mm. way easier. There's a couple things that bug me about it, but, um, for the most part, I can go in there and knock it out quickly.
0: Wow. Awesome. I'm gonna put that in the show notes. And you also mentioned Flywheel. They are specialized WordPress host. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it is because I was I have a couple of reseller accounts with Hostgator, was with them for a long time. And I actually went over to WP Engine, which is brilliant too. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was still using Easy Video Player and I couldn't the install was in a, a directory. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. I was like, well, I can't do it on all my videos. Yep. And then a year later I, I got frustrated with Hostgator. They were in beta. I contacted Flywheel um, and I've been thrilled. Love them. I got a little box of swag and a t-shirt. I was really happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great. All right. So more resources underneath the video. Make sure you check them out. Uh, Hey, what's the best way to keep a project and a client on track?
1: Remove yourself (laughs) for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's gold.
1: That is going to be me. Just get out of the way, right? get out of the way. If, and if you're not good at doing that, like me, I, I you know, what I, I put everything in my Google calendar now. I'm not kidding. I'm like, Oh, pick up my niece. Right. Because I need, it reminds me every 10 minutes ahead of it. So, yeah. you know, for me, it's just because of the content and the different projects I have going outside of client work. Um, I have to have calendars. And so for me, it's high. I have to hire somebody to keep it on track to keep me out of it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, any ideas for getting referrals?
1: Uh, You know, (laughs) I wish I, I don't really ask for them, but I get them only because the, the web, the client work, the websites is just kind of a part of my business. It's, it's something I enjoy. It keeps my hands in WordPress. It keeps me connected. But what I'm finding is I'm doing more consulting from a marketing perspective, with people, I, I just, with a client this morning, and I'm like, where's your analytics? Where's your sitemap? Why are you using a tag, a tag cloud? You know, little things, and I'm, no opt-in offers. So that's kind of where I get juice. So I think the referral piece, it goes back to choice, right? Ask. Yeah. <laughs> we make things so difficult. Simply yeah. ask. Yeah. That's you all know, you need to do. We do
0: complicate things. And yeah. uh, final question in the elevation round, what's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself?
1: I, I think you have to be uniquely yourself. If your voice does not come through in your site, you know, there's a lot of people that want my clients or business clients, and, and that's fine, but people want to know who they do business with. So unless you're looking at scaling and being some massive agency, be who you are, be kind, <laughs> and, mm. and really produce content. practice what you preach. If you're telling your clients to produce content, you better be producing yourself. But mm-hmm. I really think it's being who you are is what's going to draw your clients to you. Mm. So that's kind of ambiguous, but... Um, It it works for me.
0: (laughs) I like it. Authenticity because it is all about relationships, isn't it? I mean, even if I was talking to Shane Perlman about this from Modern Tribe and he was saying, you know, they've worked on some massive projects with some massive clients. And he said, but at the end of the day, their client isn't, you know, I'm going to make this up, but like their client isn't Microsoft. They have actually done some work with Microsoft. Their client isn't (laughs) Microsoft. Their client is Russell who works at Microsoft and they've got a great relationship with that
1: one person. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just and there's also a fine line between okay, your clients aren't your friends because all of a sudden you find yourself doing a bunch of stuff that you didn't bid for, and it's like okay, now I kind of hate you <laughs> and that's on you. So yep. there is a fine line between setting boundaries and, and that's the other thing I think with, with, you know, when it comes to client work, set the boundaries from day one. These are my business hours. This is who you're going to contact for this yep. because the second you answer that email after business hours or on yep. the weekends, you are done. <laughs> you are
0: done. Exactly. Yep. All right. That's awesome. Hey, uh, what's the future for the WordPress chick? So you said that you're kind of moving away from the kind of Genesis WordPress training stuff. What's the, and you're launching kimdoyle.com that's a bit of a coup you heard it here first uh what's uh, so what's the future for the wordpress chick
1: actually i'll keep talking about genesis because i love it and i use it but really i think the future for wordpress chick is collaboration so as an example i'm going to be doing a webinar with um, Jonathan Prez of Surefire Web Services, because the second I interviewed him, I was like, we need to go have a beer. He was just fun and he's a big a big types and views user. And oh, I yeah. said, let's do a webinar because he wants to shift more. It seems so many people that do website work are like, well, how do I leverage passive income? How do I make that happen? Mm-hmm. And I still think a huge opportunity for anybody in WordPress is documentation. Mm-hmm. Find that thing that you can teach and educate people with and they will pay you for it. Make mm-hmm. break it down for the everyday user, and you've got a goldmine. Um, so like with Jonathan, he loves types and views. And so I'm like, I've got an audience. Let's teach. And it can yep. be your affiliate link. So it's, I think, collaboration or, you know, I use Carrie Dill's utility theme for the new site. So I'm going to do a review. And I definitely, we've talked about a couple projects together where she's definitely smarter with the code. I don't do that stuff. Um, but collaboration and, sh- and really just sharing. So I've got other, a couple of videos and posts. So I'll keep that going. And then I want to launch actually a... I'm going to be doing a sell with WordPress course. Mm, I saw that on your website actually, yeah. Yeah, so for because there's different ways to do it and here's the kicker. Before they can decide which plugin or platform, they have to define their audience <laughs> and what is the best methodology. What do you want your client to do? Do they need to go through four steps to check out or should they click a button and be done? Mm. So you have to know your audience <clears throat> and how they want to move through your site. So there's that foundation work. So mm. it's it's kind of up in the air but there's a lot of stuff going on
0: mm, nice I love the documentation thing too I mean uh, video user manuals we basically built a business out of documenting how to use WordPress for our clients and then we leverage that by selling it to other WordPress consultants and if you can see here I'm actually wearing a t-shirt from WP101 never stop learning <laughs> This is Sean Hesketh's T-shirt, WP101, who also has built a very successful business out of documenting how to use WordPress. Make a video, put them up in a series, sell them,
1: you know? It, it's, it, it really is. And and I don't know why. It's because of the podcast, too. So, like, on the new site, I did a, a, a PDF, but I did an audio, too, because I'm finding that connection. And because I don't need to do screen capture over there, necessarily. So, But that connection that media piece is super fun. So there's a lot of different ways if you're not somebody who wants to do video, you can still teach.
0: Yep. You know, Absolutely. and I like
1: doing PDFs, go figure.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think the future of WordPress is? Where, where do you think WordPress is going to be in a couple of years time?
1: Um, well, clearly, I think it was at WordCamp last year, San Francisco, they said, you know, like 20% of all new domains get mm. WordPress. Um, what I love about WordPress and seeing stuff like Pressnomics or, and I know Chris Lima talks a lot about, Kind of the economy of it. So that was sort of music to my ears because I don't, I'm not going to get on GitHub. I'm not going to hang out there and I'm not going to, that's not my audience or what I want to do. But I think the future of WordPress is sort of opening like micro economies within WordPress where you can, if you know, there are people who are going to be stellar at the teaching and the training and, and look at the the amount of podcasts for WordPress that have popped up in the last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So I think the future of WordPress, it's just bigger and new doors are going to open. Nice. So I wish I was clairvoyant and could tell you exactly. what. Happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all. All right. Just before we wrap up details on this competition, um, now, uh, we're, uh, Kim has very kindly sponsored uh, her course, Genesis for Beginners. It's, it sells for $147, but we're, we're going to give away a copy of that course uh, to listeners of this podcast. All you need to do is leave a comment under this video and tell Kim What is your biggest marketing challenge with WordPress? I'll say that again. What is your biggest marketing challenge with WordPress? Maybe it's that people think WordPress is a blogging platform and is not stable enough to actually run a proper business. Maybe that's your biggest marketing challenge. You tell us, what is your biggest marketing challenge with WordPress? I'll get Kim to swing by in a couple of weeks and award the prize. Sound good?
1: That is brilliant. Thanks so much. And just so people know, I I just want a different, it's a user's guide, right? So if you're getting started coding, it's not for you, but... There's a whole bunch it comes with the Kindle version mm-hmm. as well. There's ten videos, there's a design PDF, there's an analytics PDF, there's a free landing page. It's a pretty full package. Cool. um so so everything's included with that.
0: Awesome, and it's aimed at end users, not not developers. So it's not about how to make child themes for Genesis. This is how to use Genesis to manage content and run your run, run your website.
1: Exactly, it's a user's guide.
0: Awesome. Um, all right, what's the number one piece of advice you would give any entrepreneur trying to build their own business, Kim?
1: to read the war of art
0: (laughs) to read the war of art
1: (laughs) no it's it's stick with it literally and you have to be willing to pull that indiana jones and step out there when when you have no idea what's going to happen but i I honestly there was no way six years ago anybody could have told me that my business would be what it is today but i just stuck with it ignorance was truly (laughs) bliss.
0: excellent all right where can people reach out to say thanks
1: uh the WPchick.com, chick.com just kim at the wp chick wherever facebook it's all the wp chick or kim doyle which is actually uh k-i-m-d-o-y-a-l
0: k-i-m-d-o-y-a-l and the, the domain name is the wp right correct there we go uh i'll put those links in the show notes and finally kim doyle the wp chick who would you like me to try and interview and why
1: Ooh, interesting. Um, well, Pat Flynn, of course, would be great. But in terms yes. of WordPress, because I was thinking about it too, I'm like, we got to get Brian Gardner on a, on a podcast. Uh, well, here. Yes,
0: yes, that's true. Yes. Uh, I've got Brian Clark coming up. But Brian Gardner and Pat Flynn, I have just added you to the list. So keep your eyes <laughs> on your inbox, courtesy of Kim Doyle. I'm coming to get you. And when I do interview those guys, I'll send you the link and share them with you, Kim.
1: Okay, great. Thank you so much, Troy. This was a blast.
0: No worries. Awesome. Thank you very much for spending some time with us on the WP Elevation podcast. I wish you all the best for the future. And it's been interesting to see how your journey and how your podcast pan out over the next 12 months. And let's keep in touch.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Troy.
0: Thanks, Kim. Cheers. This episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation, the world's first business accelerator program designed specifically to help WordPress consultants attract better clients work on better, more interesting projects, and get paid better fees. Check it out at wpelevation.com. Also, visit the show notes for this episode at wpelevation.com slash Kim Doyle, K-I-M-D-O-Y-A-L, all one word, no hyphen or space. Uh, Leave the comments, So, so the full transcription of the episode and all the links to everything we spoke about will be in those show notes under the video. And remember, leave a comment under the video telling Kim the number one marketing challenge that you've got with WordPress, and she'll swing by in a couple of weeks and award the prize of that Genesis for Beginners course that she has, uh, which is designed to help end users get their head around Genesis. That's valued at $147, so make sure you leave a comment under the video and subscribe to the podcast and the blog at wpelevation.com slash subscribe, and make sure you never miss another episode. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. I look forward to seeing you next week on the podcast. Until then, go elevate.